0: Welcome back to EXPN, experience the adventure. I'm Warren Rusborough.
1: And I'm Dirk, you know, Dirk Bradley
0: from the Scry. Things are winding down here on Zenith as many league teams take personal time to go off world or enjoy a few days resting in their well-furnished hub
1: apartments. Quests are at a low burn, but spirits are a roaring fire. I know I'll be enjoying a little time off to clean the cookie crumbs off my mattress and write a letter to my dad. Something festive? A missive of well wishes? What? No. He doesn't go in for that emotional stuff. I just need to send him my last few paychecks and sign some legal things about not talking to him. Classic father-son malarkey. Your father It's your paychecks. Well, duh. If I didn't send him my paychecks, how could he send me my allowance? I'll have to ask more about
0: that during the break. I look forward to the intercourse. Dirk, are you feeling okay?
1: You don't quite seem yourself today. I'm feeling A-plus with extra credit, Warren. A tall glass of frosty cold professional milk filled right to the brim. If you say so. In the
0: meantime, let's take a look down at Beta Dock to get a glimpse of the massive maintenance ships pulling in from their travels in the warp. With our man on the street, Page Theta Row. Thank you, Warren. Look how gently these behemoths glide, like leaves upon the pool of blackest night, bringing with them stories of far-off worlds, and taking with them, well, fuel and supplies. This ethereal parade, like a school of soaring metallic whales, reminds me of the actual soaring metallic whales of Iota 23. For who could look upon such barges of fancy and not fear a swelling dream wish of adventure and dangers, buzzing like hornets in the chambers of their heart? For the greatest stories are those yet told, and the most valued cargo the memories of the journey. That and ethereum crystals, those things are worth some serious dosh. I implore you to stay tuned, dear viewers, with this lumbering celestial procession fresh in your heart's memories as the experience blinks its all-seeing eye to moisten their gaze with this droplet of commercial break.
1: Just to give a heads up to all the fans out there right now, Michael is sitting in an isolation booth wearing two masks because uh, there is a cold going through his family and we don't all want to get sick. Yeah. Additionally, we had some weird issues with our audio this time around. So if it sounds a little roomy, if there's a little issues here and there, if it's a little tinny, whatever, I'm very sorry about that. We're also recording in my brand new house that was just purchased that my name is on and I own that. So, uh, yeah, the room is not entirely set up for podcasting quite yet. So, again, apologize for any audio issues. The fallow crown has spent the better part of a month at a farm with no name, tending to the denizens of error.
0: Alice is packing up the last of his things into their travel bags in the room that him and Hal have been sharing that the family was kind enough to supply them with. Hal, I have to tell you, I'm very proud of you for putting your differences aside and helping this family despite your feelings about them. I think we've made a good change here. I think we're leaving something behind better than we found it. And it feels good.
2: Yeah, well, uh, if I took it personally every time someone tried to kill me, I don't think I'd have any friends (laughs) or much family, actually. Well, shall we go and fetch the others? That sounds like a plan.
0: I'm not going to lie, I'm a little sad to be leaving. I've felt more at home now than I have at some time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess you kind of get into that retirement age, aren't you? You kind of started at that retirement age. Are you planning on retiring? Are you going to work and then go back to school and then... Are you just going to do everything backwards?
0: Uh, retiring's not really in the life of a full-time farmer. You just sort of work until you die. <laughs> God, dang. As for what age I actually am, that's, I suppose, between me and the gods.
2: I don't know that I ever realized farming and adventuring had so much in common. Yes, well...
0: Suppose there's a reason that I fit in with the team as well as I do. It's hard work, that's the bottom line. <sighs> the young one's taken quite a shining to you, the lad. Yeah. It's nice to see you taking someone under your wing. You're a good leader, Hal.
2: Oh, thanks, Ivers. I appreciate that.
1: Gaspar, in the last few weeks, you've been trying your best to train your new Volpadex amount. I would like you to roll me an animal handling check We're sticking with the theme. Oh. That is a four. Being raised in an interplanar city, it's difficult to get used to the idea of raising a mount. But you're doing your best, and unfortunately, it doesn't seem good enough. He is resistant to your commands, frequently tries to buck you, and seems unwilling to use its unique muscular structure to allow you to shoot from its back.
3: I think Gaspar then tries perhaps a more disciplinary approach with the eyes of the farming family and the rest of the fallow crown. He's been very kind, let's say. So he's going to try and take him out to the woods and be a little bit more forceful to the Volpidexa.
1: A more disciplinary approach seems to be more effective, It seems more responsive to these kinds of, let's say, stick-over-carrot treatments. But nevertheless, it doesn't seem to want you. It doesn't seem to have any interest in you. And you're beginning to understand why. Give me an insight check. Eighteen. You're starting to realize that the connection between you and it is fading. Almost by virtue of the death of its rider, the link between the two is beginning to fade. Upon your return, you're greeted by Elim, the proprietor of the farm.
3: Any look? Not the greatest. I've tried some of the animal husbandry techniques that you use for the scrawl, but they are simply different beasts.
4: That's something I wanted to talk to you about. We've lost two. Were there tracks left? Yes. And he looks pointedly at
3: the Volpadexa. Ah. It's interesting He didn't
4: do it initially, so why now? They were both males. I think that might have something to do with it. We can handle a few males lost, but we like to keep the breeding opportunities as much as possible. Understandable.
3: Initially, we were thinking of leaving him here, but he has not taken to farm work either. I'm not sure if we can take him all the way back to the, uh, Aether
4: Wastes. No, nor if you can't ride him. No. And I'm not confident we'd be able to take care of him either. From what I know of the Voltram and the Volpodexa, they're not, um, it's not a kindly life. It would fester here with nothing to kill. Yes,
3: without his true master, it is not a kindly life.
4: I mean, his true master's here, isn't he? He gestures to your head.
3: That might be part of the problem. It's a constant reminder of what he had.
4: Oh, I see. Well, do what you can.
3: I have a few more things to try. I apologize for your lost creatures.
4: These things happen. We will continue.
3: When Elim leaves, the deep connection that Gaspar has using the Rider's Head with the Gaspar Gaspar's going to try to do one more little insight check, because... With the conversation he just had with Elam, I think the Volpédexa knows what it's guilty of mm. So Trying to reach into What little rapport they do have at the moment Gaspar turns around Looks at the Volpédexa, Eye to eye Severed head to slinking fox head <laughs> You have been fed You've been kept very well fed why would you have any reason to kill those Skrull?
1: Go ahead and roll me another sense motive, this time with advantage. 17. You feel no sense of remorse or any sense that there's even anything that's been done wrong. Instead, you feel a kind of sense of a rightness. From what you can tell, it believes that this is as it should be. Almost a competitive edge lying underneath its normal passivity.
3: With the sense of rightness, I think Gaspar comes to a conclusion. Perhaps this is what you have been trained to do already. It's going to take a lot to train this out of you. And then Gaspar gives the Volpidexa a heavy pat on the head.
1: It kind of presses into the pat and then stalks off. Penny, you have been watching the Volpedexa and you see something dangerous in it. Your natural affinity for animals and awareness of their natural communication skills has made you all the more unnerved around it. Being a prey animal yourself, by many standards, you feel a constant sense of unease in its presence. And after noticing this, you've seen it stalking people, especially Elishua, the young son. As you see Gaspar returning with it, you note that there is some sense of camaraderie there, but it does not seem healthy. Gaspar
3: looking a little tired and defeated after sending away the Volpidexa will walk towards Benny. Benny, you surely know more about animals than I do. Any tips? I've tried what Elemas said. I've tried what Hal has said. Ayavos has good suggestions, but making a beast for either burden or war... Seems a little trickier when somebody else has trained it.
5: Well, I can't say I've ever trained an animal. Often I just speak to them in the woods and have conversations.
3: Have you tried to have a conversation with the vulpodexa?
5: Um, Not since we first encountered it. If you could say anything to the vulpidexa, what would you say?
3: I don't know if there's specifically something I would say to it. I, The level of its understanding is still a mystery to me. But at the very least, I would like to ask it. Simply, why won't it accept me?
5: Penny looks past you at the creature and then moves towards it. You do notice that she moves with a slight hesitation. I will invoke my Eldritch Invocation of Beast speech Mm. to cast speak with animals and attempt to converse with this creature
1: alright you don't have to roll
5: anything for that right cool then go ahead and speak away hello I know we have not spoken in a while how are you feeling it is
1: locking eyes on you and seems very restless it's looking at you like prey but it's holding itself back, which is more than you expected. It seems to functionally respond to you, asking, why would you approach me so willingly?
5: Penny stands a little straighter, bearing the points of her antlers proudly. Why would I not? Danger. Why do you not trust your new master? He is no master. Why not? He has not earned it. And what would someone have to do to earn
6: it?
1: Nothing. My one true master is dead. Until I join him, I will never be whole. It turns from you and walks away. How did the conversation go?
5: Hmm. Not great. <laughs> Not awesome. Kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a little bitch. He um, expressed that His true master is dead, and there is nothing anyone can do to replace him. I see. And, Gaspar, just so that you are aware, I know you're not very familiar with the body language and behavior of beasts, but he comports himself in a very dangerous way.
3: Which is a quality I found... Desirable for my needs But uncontrolled And is useless to me
5: I apologize I am not very helpful I do not understand What motivates this creature Aside from grief On the
3: contrary You have been very helpful Thank you
5: Anytime Gaspar Normally I like talking to animals Mm, This one Hit and miss (laughs)
1: the day passes and night comes you have one last meal knowing that in the morning you will be departing this farm after we have our family meal Gaspar is going
3: to take the scraps over to the Volpadexa and after feeding it we'll take him up on the hill just to watch the short night behind the
1: axis When you go to its usual resting spot, you find nothing. Tracks seem to go off into the woods. I track it. I follow it. You find it very easy to track, since you can see from its eyes.
4: That's also true.
1: (laughs) And yet it seems to be moving away from you, deliberately. Occasionally even trying to shake off your connection. But it doesn't seem to be moving away from the farm, just in a circle around it, wanting to be left alone.
3: Gaspar is going to set down the head of the rider onto some soft grass Mm -hmm. and then step as far away from it as possible without breaking his connection.
1: The Volpodexa stops moving,
3: but it doesn't approach. Using the little connection that is there, he will send a command. Here, come here.
1: You feel it shake off again, trying to break the connection as best it can.
3: Perhaps it's his competitive nature. Gaspar will respect the wishes of this thing
1: and leave him alone. In the night you have dreams of the hunt. Blood in your eyes, heart pounding. And then you see your prey. A boy, his only defense. A single fang at the end of a long stick. You can hear the scrawl screaming around you. You wake up with a jolt and realize where your mount is. I immediately go to intercept. You run towards the barn, as you do. You feel a sharp sting as a spear digs into your cheek. You shake it off in advance. With a quick sidestep, you move past the spear and bite deep into a calf. Screams heard from two angles. Alicia has fallen. You run through the barn door and see the scene play out before you. Gaspar is going to
3: reach towards his stump and pull forth the spinal lash. In an attempt to collar and leash the Volpadexa.
1: Okay. Give me an animal handling check. 15. Okay. You do manage to strike out with it, lash around its neck. Go ahead and roll damage. I rolled an eight. Marvelous.
3: I will also pull it 10 feet closer to me.
1: You feel through it. It seems disappointed. Disappointed in you, disappointed in life. It wants to hunt. It wants to kill, and you can taste the blood on your lips. It tastes good. Elishua seems to be going into some kind of shock. You hear his frantic whimpers and cries, and you hear footsteps coming from afar.
3: Benny, Ayavos, Hal, any one of you. We need healing. But at that same moment, as the vulpidex is pulled closer by the spinal lash, I'm going to attempt to jump on its back.
1: All right. Yeah, go ahead and roll me another animal handling. Actually, no, go ahead and give me an acrobatics check.
3: That is a 29.
1: Nice. Give me a strength check to stay on top, athletics. 18. Nice. You managed to secure your position. It is following your instruction through force only. As you pull the lash, it goes the direction you urge. I'll continue to keep the barbed spinal
3: columns around its neck tight and lead it away from the farm.
1: Penny, you arrive first. You see the boy... Bleeding on the ground You see Gaspar with his Barbed spinal column wrapped around the neck of his mount You see blood everywhere I have this Insolent one handled You
3: take care of Elishua
5: Penny springs quickly and silently Through the night and as she reaches The barn she hears Gaspar's Words and throws a quick Dirty look at the creature before Immediately dropping a healing word On Elishua
1: As they leave it smiles at you in whatever manner a creature such as this can.
3: Noticing this this last parting gift it gives to Penny, may I strike it once more with my spinal lash, like tighten
1: it, going for damage? Please do. Nine points at him. Excellent. It is not doing well, but it doesn't seem to care. I take it far into the forest. It follows your commands,
3: such as they are. They have all made me too soft. You never wanted kindness, did you?
1: It continues to give you that odd reptilian smile. It tries to pull away from your lash, cutting deeper into its own neck.
3: You needed a master, not a friend. Is that right?
1: It doesn't seem to respond, only waiting.
3: You want me to command you. But you don't know the extent at which I can control something,
1: do you? It shakes its head and neck in a gesture that is halfway a refusal and half an attempt to break again. You do not make this easy at all. As soon as you say this you hear a resonant voice deep within you. It was never supposed to be.
3: Then I shall grant both yours and my wish. The wisp is going to leave the master's head. It is going to enter into the spinal whip, and with one violent retracting motion back into my stump, it is going to pull all those barbs tight, cutting through flesh all the way to the bone through the vulpidex's neck, mm-hmm. leaving it hanging limp off of the body. After dismounting the deceased Volpadexa, Gaspar is going to take his curved knife, find the exact spinal column that has been scratched and etched by the barbs, and he's going to extract that from the body. You are reunited with your master,
1: and I have one more tool. As your ritual completes, you are overwhelmed with memories, thoughts, and feelings. An entire history pours into you. You see, across a fire, a small pup presented to you. As an animal is roasted in the flames You see yourself grow To become a young warrior Alongside this creature You see a friend And his own mount Pitted against you You cut his throat in the battle pit Earning your Ritter mark You ride for decades On the back of your oldest friend And greatest enemy You sit below A lone tree As a strange emissary of death Removes your head And finally, you are complete. There's no way they actually want me to read this. Hey, shoot the message, man. Don't bite the hand that letters you. Besides, this is from the tippy-top highest of ups.
0: During the broadcast? Have they no tact? Have they no professionalism? Methinks the stink of money has stuffed up their business noses. Dirk, that makes more sense than you even know. Well, let's get this over with. Since you're likely looking for a gift during this special time of year, why not get your loved ones one of the
1: new limited edition gift packs themed after local teams? Why not give the gift of this Gutter Snipe gift pack, complete with Waffle Waffle Maker, Vanyar's Draconic for Dummies, Shadowpaw Catnip and a 20-ounce Abzu Hobgoblin. Includes one custom-fitted trench coat. There's a war on the streets. Feel safe in your trench. Or
0: maybe the metal and mana basket of giving is more to your liking. With Day's solid bronze MM belt buckle, an Alsaline mechanized bagpipe alarm clock, and the new stuffed Splish plushie with a pull string capable of making over 200 different
1: useless sounds. If you want to go hard... Go or if your friends are more the Motley Bunch, try the new Motley Masquerade 3-Crystal Album set. It includes a Pyre Laracharn Arcane Arclighter, a 2-liter bottle of Duncan D. Sorterly Scotch, and an Eastwind Scented Punching Bag. Fight for your right to party. Camping this year?
0: Make sure to get a Raptors Lament Travel Safety Bag, complete with all the compact tools you need to rough it in the great outdoors including a Sova sanitizing cleaner, Garn Goro Burka to protect your head from high winds, and a Cockrill
1: multi-tool switchblade toothbrush. And don't forget the Transient Exiles Battlefield Fun Pack, with a matching set of Walson and Bladebreaker bonk sticks. I almost said bread baker, but I didn't. The pack also features the new Vilnius Horn half-helm, and a refreshing bottle of Curious's Abstract Liquid Poetry Extract, to hydrate your smooth brain. Sadly, the Wild Company's babysitting playtime
0: adventure kit was recalled for being unsafe for children and adults. After the Atera playing cards summoned no less than three Eldritch Horrors, the Stratchman Lawn Darts claimed the pinky toe of an unnamed political figure, the Grizzle Shrapnel is Fun game destroyed the boxes it was shipped in, and last but not least, the Emmer's family is still missing after playing a game of Moro's Planar Hopscotch a little too well. These bundles can't be beat.
1: Make the League part of your new tradition. We'll be waiting. that it? There. See? That wasn't so bad. I feel dirty. Hey, me too. But I'm guessing that's not because you ran out of soap. Come again? Oh, ha, nothing. Just a clever joke. <clears throat> I'm ready to get back to business. Quest stuff.
0: Let's go. Dirk, you always find new ways to creep me out. But I agree. Let's get back to the action right after these words from our sponsors. Yes, that's right. More advertising. What a treat.
6: We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse.
7: Greetings adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice.
4: Have holiday dinner uh, uh, I don't care Have you decided what you're going to get for oh, no, no, no. Streepus this year? Oh god, please god I thought I might uh, I thought I might uh, get him a Sweater or something uh, So itchy It's so itchy Yeah, you're, you're probably right Sweaters are uh, itchy
1: I hate it! It's like walking with a pillow between my legs! Make it stop! Hey man, uh... What's up with your balls?
4: It's too much. I can't do this!
1: Maybe we can wait until we're at the restaurant and you can scratch in the bathroom. Or something. Just a thought. You don't understand! It's like a rosemary bush sprouting from my dain! It sucks!
4: Well, I know what I'm getting you this year.
1: I don't care...
0: Oh God! It's my balls! No! 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 No!
1: Manscaped provides top-of-the-line
7: <laughs> genital grooming solutions for men.
1: Uh, the Performance Package 4.0 includes uh, the lawnmower, which is super neat. It's got ceramic blades, so you'll <clears throat> you'll take you'll you'll tame your. You'll tame your taint without nicking your nuts. Hey, cat, give me that back scratcher. Oh, God, yeah.
2: No, oh, it's not enough. It's not enough.
4: This it's. Uh, they got stocking stuffers. They got stock, stocking stuffers, too. Uh, they got, you
1: know, like ball wipes to make your, no, your balls smell good. And, you know, <laughs> you know nail, nail clippers. Oh no, nail Crap! Holy balls, bro! only. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's go to Manscape.com and we'll use promo code LUQ for twenty percent off and uh, free shipping. It's free! Oh, thank you! <laughs> thank you. No, no problem. No problem, man. Uh, hey, let's uh, let's let's skip the restaurant. You know, just, just you know, for uh, for now. For now.
0: It's beginning to look a lot like mid-roll. Hey cuties, happy holidays and wishes of warmth and safety from everyone at Slapdash. There's only a couple days left to be part of our Twitter crack and Dice holiday giveaway, so if you've been putting it off, this is your last chance. We hope you all enjoyed this holiday-flavored episode as much as we did recording it. We're in a new, new studio space now, and everyone has had a crazy end of the year, but that won't stop us from getting together to make the show that we love. And that's thanks to your support. Visit the updated website at theluq.com, check out the actors' bios, the merch page, and get links to both Discord and Patreon. Our Patreon is stuffed with D&D content, bonus audio, and the highest tiers have the ability to have characters that you make become part of the show's meta. Or you can have your name mentioned with your legendary team during the mid-rolls. Our current legendary teams are the Twilight Concord, the Forgotten Legacy, the Ceaseless Horde, and the Titans Rise, with Darsmail, Bedlam, and Evelet. For info on getting an ad or personal message on the show, contact admin at slapdashstudios.com. This has been a great year for LUQ fan art, and the best place to send it is either to the Discord or to P.O. Box 230091 Tigard, Oregon 97281 for physical stuff, which we will adore and likely share on social media. Follow us on Twitch. You get more Law, Zach, and Dana all week long. Monday nights, Dana hosts new episodes of the LUQ. Wednesday night, me and Zach play a cooperative Pokemon Soul Link, although this week it will be on Tuesday due to holiday work conflicts. And Thursday, Dana's back for Penny Plays. Right now, I'm playing through Death's Door in the morning when I have time, and I'm so in love with this game. Join us, won't you? And this week, we have a very special message from one of our own cuties, and I quote, Shout out to T Nasty for running the most okay campaign. With love, your favorite pain in the ass. A wonderful gaming message from Matt. Thanks for giving us a little extra time to get that one in the mid-roll, and thanks for being part of the LUQ family. But enough out of me, let's get you back to the Battle Axis.
6: Revelry awaits you in the exotic realm of Evdemonia. This axial paradise is perfect getaway for your next vacation. Escape from the stresses of the prime material, the drudgery of three dimensional living, and the emotional exhaustion of sadness and suffering. Evdemonia is waiting for you! Visit the surreal art museums of the Cloven Wheel. Catch a game of full contact voce ball at the Coliseum Exalta. Go Whitetails! Take a dip in the wine lakes of Frivalia. Or go on a guided orgy tour led by a highly trained expert. Revel in the architecture, breathe in the perfect honey-sweet air, and lose yourself in the beauty of paradise.
4: Do not visit the dark woods. Do not speak their name or
0: know their truths.
6: Turn your next vacation into a vacation in beautiful Evdemonia, home of LUQ's Penelope Varthing. Evdemonia. Clothing optional.
1: The tang of iron is rich and thick in the air. Iavos and Penny frantically try to tend to Alicia's wounds as Gaspar re enters the barn, hands covered in blood.
0: What happened? Uh, it's going to be all right, boy. Just rest. Don't try to move your leg. You
7: uh,
3: uh. will survive, correct?
0: Yes, I just.
3: This has taken us all a bit off guard. I think we all saw the signs. But not to worry. It has been dealt with
0: looking up and down at Gaspar's bloody forearms. Was it the creature?
3: It
5: did not survive its mistake. (laughs) I like that. What a terrible end to a story. Just another chapter.
0: I believe it would be fitting in the farmer's justice to know that the beast is dead after injuring his child. If they'll forgive us for anything, it'll be this. I was please roll me a medicine check to repair these wounds. I was literally going to ask if I need to get my dice out so I didn't make noise, but I did not. A naughty boy. Naughty bad boy. Oh, a baby. 25. Excellent. Give me that beautiful heal. How many hit dice does Alicia have? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say one. Okay. <laughs> he heals nine
1: hit points. Nice. Excellent. Would you like to do any magical healing on top of that?
0: Oh yeah, this is like a fundamental mending of the flesh, finished with a nice after-meal medical healing.
1: Ah, I love it. All right, go ahead and roll. I kiss the
0: boo boo. This will just be a regular level one cure wounds. Okay, I suppose is fitting. Eleven. Mm.
1: That is more than enough. He is fully healed oh, so and heal any peasants. He's totally <laughs> conscious and totally comfortable. He stands up and looks shaken and deeply, deeply traumatized. I look down at the bloody spear and to the boy.
4: It didn't help.
2: It didn't help.
0: It did. You were brave and you were ready.
2: Okay. The beast didn't survive its mistake. You're fortunate that you survived yours. This is a learning opportunity, boy.
4: What's going on here? Oh, gods. He killed another squirrel?
3: No, he went for your son. What? As you can see, your son is fine. Just shaken up a bit.
4: Where is the bloody
3: thing? It is bloody, yes. It is dead in the forest.
4: Oh. I wish I could say I'm sorry. No. You don't
3: have to wish that.
0: It seemed like all the roads were headed this direction. I'm just sorry that your son got tangled
4: up in a bit of it. I appreciate everything you've done, but if I'm being honest, I'm glad you'll be leaving tomorrow. Frankly, dabbling in the affairs of science seems a bit too much for us. I hope that
0: these actions don't model our graciousness to your kind actions in taking us in.
4: No, of course not. We're still very grateful. I think it's best we get some rest. We'll see you off tomorrow.
5: For what it's worth, in the end... You are not perfect hosts, but neither were we perfect guests. And I will miss you. <laughs> Call it squaresies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we kill a god, mutilate your kid.
0: Well you know, you're five, a drunk your and you tried to kill me, so Yeah. You tried to feed me to a <clears throat> stick a god. No. My friend's new dog accidentally bit your kid. <laughs> it's
7: fine. The,
1: <laughs>
2: the great cycle turns. <laughs>
1: still as all this time
2: <laughs> be blessed in your continuance
1: <laughs> you rest deeply and well despite your traumas feeling a sudden weight lifted off of the space as though an aura of fear has faded in the morning you wake rested as the false sun crests the vertical horizon the family escorts you to the edge of the farm ready to say their goodbyes
0: I am uh, carrying the daughter on the way there. (laughs) Perfect.
2: I am carrying Iabos, who is carrying the daughter on the way there. (laughs) (laughs) This has
0: been very healing for me. I thank you.
2: We're looking forward to our future.
0: Estrel, I'd like to give you something. Gifts? (laughs) (laughs) Cute. I take the quill off of my necklace of many items and say, This belonged to my sister. She was very gifted at writing, learning, studying things. I hope it inspires you to do the same. You have a keen mind, a curious mind.
1: Ellen grabs her wrist. Relics are not to be played with. This is not that kind of gift. He lets out an audible sigh of relief, touches the quill gently, and seems to nod with acceptance.
0: The magic of this gift is that it's nothing more than a quill. Good. And kind of stamping the giant staff in my hand against the ground, I say, I found a new one. Thank you. I'm very excited to start drawing. And perhaps if uh, you're bored, you can use it to tickle someone.
1: (laughs) Gaspar heads over to Elishua. He seems to be limping despite the fact that there's no actual damage.
0: Classic teenager.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Gaspar kicks him in his limping leg. Ow! There's no need for that. All right. Look, as he hands him the knife that he used to to complete the beheading of the Volpadexa.
1: Oh, cool. He tries to do a little bit of a finger flippy thing and drops it. God, you're so useless. Um, <laughs> I
5: had the
7: same thought. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope you cut okay. yourself.
3: <laughs> I'm going to pick up the knife before he can take his hand, put the knife in it, and properly place his fingers into a good grip. mm Sorry. The sources of our fears can be dealt with. And look, you survived meeting us. Think of all the other things you can survive. You're not wrong. And just remember, you're never going to
2: be as cool as I am. Stop <laughs> trying to flip that knife. leans <laughs> over and, and just mutters, How do you think Gaspar lost his head? Estral <laughs> We got
5: interrupted last night. I never finished telling you that story. They all died, didn't they? No. No, quite the opposite. The three small swine and the dire wolf worked out their differences. They collected the straw, the wood, and the bricks and built an effigy to try to outlast the long night. Together. That sounds nice. What's an effigy? Oh, it's, um... Sort of like a bonfire, but it can be shaped like other things, like a person.
2: Hal removes both of his javelins Mm -hmm. and just plants them in the ground in front of Elishwa. Looks at a tree that is about 60 feet off. Picks one up, throws it, and buries it in the tree. And tells Elishwa, keep practicing until you can do that consistently from here and I draw a line in the dirt. All right. Don't let it get close enough to bite you in the first place if you can. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Thank you. I saw you heard it. That's good. Heard it more next time. There's worse things in this world than we
1: <sighs> Will do. Ellen and his family wait in silence as you board your sun sloop. And as you rise into the sky, they wave, shouting at the top of their lungs, be blessed in your continuance.
4: Hmm.
0: There's no way they'll last the winter.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll take that bet any day.
0: Well, we'll have to leave it up to fate. Two quint? Only if we find out for sure. That would
2: mean coming back to error. I'll take double or nothing that the three of them make it and Elishwa doesn't.
0: <laughs> we'll make a dead pool when we get home. <laughs> oh god. I'm certainly glad our ship was still here.
1: There does seem to be some overgrowth on it. Vines and the like, which you easily scrape off. Gaspar turns the ship towards Zenith. Towards the tower. Towards the center of this world. It is some time before you arrive, back at Omega Dock, and there is already somebody waiting for you. Rain, and a collection of mirrored masks reflecting your own faces. Oh, yes, the quarantine. I forgot about that. Ugh, not
3: again. I better get to keep my things.
1: As you come in for a landing, Rain exaggeratedly pulls a pocket watch from their waistcoat, looks at it, and shrugs expectantly. Sorry, we've been gone a long time. Yes, you have. Very long. Your quest term has lapsed. We had to file an extension, and then another one. I hand her a thick
0: bound book full of notes on error and say
1: we're very thorough
5: wait how long have we been gone exactly just over a month yeah that scans
1: <laughs> she takes the book this is detailed
5: yes the squirrels really look like that really
1: <laughs> impressive <laughs> well I think you know the drill by now Rain begin to lead you towards the nearest elevator and down, down, past the horizon of Zenith into the Research and Development Department. There you wait out your quarantine, which is blessedly short, only 24 hours. Upon your exit, Rain stands there waiting. You've examined all of your equipment. You are approved to retain anything you wish. All of this is, of course, valid now for use in the Battle Axis, as the Battle Axis is seen as an extension of of error, and vice versa. Well, understanding that this is your first time here, I have some good news, I suppose. We're about to begin our calibration. What does that mean? Oh, um, during the... Well, let me, let me try, try to think of this. So, Zenith is Magitech, and unfortunately the interaction between the two causes some minor issues, and so once every year, around winter time, all of our systems are shut down. That means artificial weather, the skies... The illusions that make the place look, um, homey, are deactivated for an entire day, sometimes three. We call this the calibration, the winter calibration. The locals have taken to making it something of a holiday, gift-giving and lighting actual fires to keep themselves warm. Oh, sounds uh, rather nice, actually.
5: It sounds wonderful, like like a winter Nalia.
1: I have no idea what that is, but it's coming up soon, a couple of days so, if you would like to participate, now might be a good time to get yourself some gifts.
3: Why don't you all just go on vacation during this time?
1: Do you have any idea how much a gate costs?
3: I do, in fact, yes. Then
1: you know most of these people can't afford it. What if they gate pool? <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm sure they could sloop share. <laughs>
1: anyway, you're free to go. However, you should know that... Not long after the calibration. You're going to go through yet another trial. Already? Yes, this one won't be scryed, though. You see, you're recently made heroes, which is fantastic news for all of you. But unfortunately, they don't know what they're working with. Your quests have been unorthodox, to say the least, which means that they're going to have to get an idea of what exactly your capabilities are, what your style is, and in general, what makes you you. They need to know what the Fallow Crown is going to be. And that means they're going to have you, well, test each other. Test each other? Like
0: a quiz? Something a bit more than a quiz. I put my hand on (laughs) Hal's shoulder like, I'm so sorry.
5: (laughs) Oh no, I didn't do well on my written in the uh, Crucible. (laughs) Trust me, this will be
1: a little bit easier, but definitely more pressure. Do you remember the illusory training rooms? The one that Pug showed us. Oh, that is so fun. Yes, indeed. You will all be given access to these. Each one of you is to design a... Encounter. A challenge. A dungeon. For the other three. To see how you operate without one of you. To see what makes you strong and what makes you weak. And feel free to take your time thinking about this. You have at least a few days. It can be scheduled out a little farther if you'd like.
5: This... Dungeon what kind of a dick would only give you two days to plan a dungeon (laughs) (laughs) I like that that is very short notice um can we do anything we want
1: functionally I mean most of it's illusory so it doesn't really matter it should be a reflection of yourself however something that shows who you are as a designer ah I see that's quite interesting
0: challenging each other knowing what we know about our friends
1: oh dear there will be no spectators, at least not as far as you can see. It will be fairly sterile, fairly clinical. Seems we're spending a lot of time off-scry lately. Yes, indeed. But as soon as this is done, the intent is to have you join the battle axis proper. What does that mean? That means you'll be able to start bidding for quests. Well, rather, we'll start bidding for quests on your behalf.
5: Interesting.
1: <sighs> I'm like stamping my feet on them...
0: False. Metallic ground. Strange being back. Had the dirt under my feet for so long. Now it's just back to more challenges. Oh, well, chin up. Sorry, Gaspar.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Now, you want us to create a whole dungeon?
1: Or challenge, whatever makes sense.
3: But those of us with no experience, are we allowed to reference or mentor under someone? It is best if this is entirely done under your own power. So I have complete control over what I do to them?
1: Functionally, yes. It is encouraged that you find a nice balance of difficulty and ease. What is
3: stopping us from making, I guess, too easy of a challenge?
1: suppose it depends on whether you want to be seen as somebody who is easy and light. Simple and uncomplex. It seems they
0: will be judging us both on our performance in surviving the challenges and designing them as well. Indeed.
5: That's a lot to put on the shoulders of first-time dungeon masters. That is exactly the point.
3: The only way to get better is to finally do it.
5: But what if I set something up and you all just go do the opposite thing?
1: (laughs) It wouldn't be the first time. If there's nothing else, you're allowed to leave, you have free reign of the entirety of Zenith.
5: Oh, that's right... And we get to shop for gifts.
1: It is a gift-giving holiday, then, yes? It is indeed. It's customary for each one of you to pick a name out of a hat and get a gift for that one person, too, so as to reduce the financial burden.
0: I see. Well, Iavos uh, is going to pull out a small piece of parchment and press to digitate four names on it. They kind of hover in the air in front of him, swirling around like a, a cup juggler.
1: And then they each fly towards one of the party members. After receiving the names for your respective recipients, it's not long before you come back to your home, the apartment that had been given to you as a reward for entering hero rank. Ayavos sets about making a stew for the lot of you. The smell of it already far outstrips whatever meager fare you were able to cobble together on the surface
2: of error.
6: Ayavos? Yes, Al? Al? Uh, should I be worried about
2: how much of this stew that I eat? We were eating pretty bland food down there on air. Is it gonna, you know, uh, work over my guts? After eating
0: spicy cat meat, this should be quite kind to your entrails.
5: Excellent. (laughs) Why are you just discarding the tops of these leeks? They look edible to me.
0: You're more than welcome to them. I was going to make a stock later, but... For well, this do I just need the bases? Oh, I see.
1: By all means, munch away. I yeah, will. As you're cooking, and talking, and spending time together, you begin to hear singing. A quick peek out into the hallway shows the denizens of Hub moving towards the windows.
0: Turn the soup down to a simmer, and poke my head out in the hallway. And be like, What's that lovely
1: sound? It's no one sound. Dozens of groups all singing different hymns, and personal religious songs, and even just pop culture music that they've picked up. But you see them moving their way towards the edge of Hub, to the windows that overlook Zenith.
0: Huh. Well, seems rude not to be subjected to a new ritual and not take part in it. Seems harmless. I think I'll step out.
3: If everybody's doing it, yeah. There must be something to watch out there.
1: I can't wait to see. As you make your way towards the windows, you see people together, Spending time and making jokes, enjoying their company, and generally enjoying the holiday. It's odd to imagine holidays in a place like this, and yet, the enduring spirit survives. You stand before the windows overlooking Zenith, the false twilight of a winter night hanging over you. When suddenly, it all shuts down. The low-end hum that can always be heard just underneath The sounds of Zenith collapses, leaving total silence. The sky dissolves into black. The clouds disappear. And in its place is only cold, empty void. But moments later, as the compressors kick back on, endless gouts of snow pour out of the vents and begin showering the spokes of Zenith, carpeting everything in thick, fluffy, white majesty.
0: How beautiful. I haven't seen snow in a while. You have snow in Evdemonia.
5: Oh, yes. We make snow fairies and build snow fawns and we bake tarts and other goodies. That sounds lovely. Oh, it is. I miss it very much. And if it's anything like Evdemonia, you'll probably want a looser belt. And maybe
2: some knee pads seeing the snowflakes fall Hal's going to uh, run out onto the balcony and try and catch one on his tongue uh, something that he used to do as a small child but as soon as he actually gets one he Ugh. Ugh. don't eat the snow it it absolutely reeks of petrol <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, perhaps you can wash that away with some stew and stolen booze.
2: Oh yeah, we stole some booze. Gaspar!
3: (laughs) When we reach the light of the apartment, Gaspar has a wide oval orange red bottle. As soon as the lights went off, I knew it was my time. (laughs) I didn't know what I was stealing, but the label says, Phoenix Eggnog? (laughs) This couldn't possibly be made out of Phoenix.
0: I wouldn't be surprised with the things we've seen in
5: Zenith thus far. I mean, what's the price tag?
3: Oh, I stole it from somebody's home. So it was free. (laughs) Look, if they really cared about it, they would have put it somewhere safe.
0: The holidays do tend to have people let their guard down. Not mine.
1: You sit around your table and enjoy your stew. When the last of it is mopped up with a crust of bread, you begin sharing your gifts. Who would like to go first?
2: Hal goes to his room and comes back with a box roughly the size of a shoebox, about a little over a foot long on its longest dimension. And he gingerly pushes it in front of Penny.
5: Is is this for me?
2: No, that's why I put it in front of you, dear. Yes, it's for you, Penny.
5: She thinks about that for a moment too long and then breaks into a, a wide smile and
2: carefully opens it. It's it's not what I wanted to get you but um, what I'd been thinking about I kind of had to get in touch with mum and she's not speaking to me right now after we murdered her sister which is dumb because it's not like she's actually dead. We didn't kill her on her plane. She would have just reformed but mum's kind of Pity, and um, it's fine. I, I think you'll like this. Gilda was pretty convinced you'd be happy with it. So, hippie calibration, Penny.
5: Thank you so much. I, I assure you, it is the thought that counts. Quite literally
2: for me. So, opening the box, this one-foot-tall bronze statuette depicts a beautiful dancer of androgynous features sculpted in breathtakingly lifelike detail. During the course of a short rest, a user may attune to the figurine and program it with a single message of 25 words or less, which must be paired with a dance of the same duration. The attuned user then designates a 10-foot radius area in which to leave the figurine and may then end their attunement to it. Should a creature enter the designated area, the statuette will repeat the message it was been programmed with while performing the programmed dance. (laughs) Then pauses, observing. If the creature wishes to leave a message for the statue's owner, they may do so, teaching the statuette a new dance in the process. Alternatively, a creature can leave no message and program only a one-minute long dance to no penalty. The statuette can hold up to 10 dancing messages before it is full and can accept no new information. Attuning to the statuette allows a user to delete existing messages and free up space for new ones.
0: Michael... Is this called the dancing machine?
2: It is called the dancing machine. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. <on> <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah. Good did, God. How did you yeah. know, La? I see your mind. <laughs> I'm really sad that in my isolation booth, I couldn't see Zach's face because I really wanted to see Zach's face when I told him it was called the dancing machine.
5: You know what it looks like. Yeah,
2: I do. It's a face you've seen. It's the Zach's disapproving emote
5: on Discord, <laughs> it's been immortalized. Penny's eyes glitter brightly in the firelight. And she grins and hugs it to her chest. I I can't I can't wait to to program it to I can't wait to get messages. I I need more friends. (laughs) I don't think that'll be a problem, hon. Penny's excitement at receiving her gift pales in comparison to the joy that she exudes as she runs off to collect her own. And she brings to the dining room table a large rectangular box, delicately wrapped in patterned tissue paper with an absurdly large bow on top, and places it in front of Gaspar.
3: That is a beautiful bow. Is there a way that I can open this without ruining it?
5: Roll a disabled device? (laughs) (laughs) I open the box. A smooth, white-and-blue ceramic chest with a half-barrel lid and silver fittings. The exterior is cold to the touch, and the interior is covered in a fine layer of frost. There is a slotted hasp that can be secured with a lock not included. This model can hold up to 20 liters. Non-living items placed within this ice chest do not age, rot, or decay while the lid is closed items left within the chest are cold to the touch upon removal the brand name is Remoraz and there is a logo of an ice worm Remoraz brand ice chests keep your ale chilled and your rations ready to eat or you know other things take it with you on a picnic a camping trip or even your next quest or you know other things you know what things (laughs) we mean Remoraz brand ice chests, good for food and other things (laughs)
0: <laughs> this
5: is the opposite of a footlocker
1: <laughs> It's a chest of colding. Using this You are allowed to store A recently severed head Which would allow you To then occupy it upon removal With a brain freeze <laughs> I did not know they made
5: these I saw it on the scry I think it's new um, There's this jingle Keep your rations best in class Fresh and crisp in a ramo
3: Thank you. It is so thoughtful. Perhaps now, I won't carry around stinking, rotting burlap sacks. <laughs> so this is a gift for everybody.
0: <laughs> Perfect for decaying heads or stolen alcohol. Yes, both.
3: Thank you. I love it.
5: I'm so glad.
3: Spar is going to pull out a medium sized flat box. It is wrapped in plain brown paper with mason's twine holding it together. I have a. This is for you. Happy calibration.
0: Did you choose the wrapping just for me?
3: I did. Your two favorite shades of brown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it studying it briefly in his hands, he grabs the twine at the end and opens it with one gentle pull.
3: As you undo the twine, the box will lift up, the paper surrounding it will unwrap like spring-loaded origami. <laughs> and as it lifts up, there is a comforting plume of the scent of new leather.
2: Hmm.
3: And at this, you can hear Gaspar also just take a good whiff. That's just something about new leather.
0: I agree. That's all it does. um, (laughs) It's a box full of
3: leather smell. That's it. Inside it, you can see a pair of gloves in a deep, dark brown. Hmm. And three seams on the backhand of the glove go towards the wrist cuff, which... The clasp has a, looks like stone, and several runes carved into it.
0: These are lovely gloves. Perfect for this cold one. Strange design.
3: It does have quite a few
1: features.
0: Really? Put them on. Slide my leathery hands into these leathery gloves.
1: It's like putting your hands in cottage cheese. (laughs) (laughs) So you take
3: the clasp, and if you pull it up towards your elbow, you can see that the leather begins to puff up. And slightly rearrange itself into oven
5: mitts.
3: (laughs) Undo the clasp and then fold it towards your fingers. Uh, Right. Start doing it. You'll watch as the fingers recede. Mm. Uh, And you have some sweet old fingerless gloves now. Ooh. And then the last part, I had to get a bit of help, but usually this is for curses. Not to alarm everybody, but I did take some of our blood.
4: Cool. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I have us just to... I know losing your family was hard. I know you're trying to find them. And you found us instead. Sometimes I see you disappear for long amounts of time. You tell us you are sleeping. And we can't really join you. But when you are looking for comfort, but also want to be alone... Just think of any of us and close your hand wearing these gloves.
0: I will close my eyes and do that with the glove. Who are you thinking of? Well, since you're giving me the gift and talking to me, I'll be thinking of Gaspar.
3: Gaspar is going to raise his hand as well and then make a clasping motion and you'll feel his hand holding yours.
5: Aww. Aww.
0: What a wonderful sensation. Gaspar, this is so thoughtful. I knew there was some softness under all that black leather and debonair roguishness. I
3: can't hide from you.
0: <laughs> Your secret's safe with me. I suppose that makes it my turn. Obviously, I got Hal. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're tired of getting books from me, Hal, but I think this one's going to uh, be a little different. Oh, yeah. and-
2: Is it Ear uh, Golden Shoes? Is it a Hexbox? Is uh, it.
0: Audio. <laughs> Reaching into his robes, he pulls out just a simple folded up piece of burlap inside which is a book.
2: Just to see how convincing Hal's forced smile is, I rolled a performance check. Uh, It was a one on the die.
0: (laughs) Give it just a moment, Hal. I put a lot of time into this one. No, no, I'm very excited, I (laughs) almost. This is a gift as well as a symbol of faith. Uh, There were many rituals... I uncovered in the Wilcott Manor things that commune with the dead, things that reach across time. I spent some money to acquire some spell components and a scroll in order to craft this. It took me many nights. Well, it took me two nights to speak with voices of the past. And the book is a simple leather notebook, um, folded over with a piece of leather twine with an old faded LUQ crest on the cover with like little notes and post-its sticking out of it from the corners. This is the playbook of lost legends. This is an LUQ playbook with strategies and combat patterns collected from countless dead heroes of the past. When a team leader spends ten minutes a day studying this book and going over plays with their team, for that day they can roll initiative twice. They can keep either roll, and they have the option to give the second roll to one of their allies.
1: Ooh! Wow! God
0: damn!
1: Awesome, but not in any way imbalanced.
2: I like, I like that, it. and
0: especially cool. with how we do our initiative stuff. With like our turn our turn planning.
2: I love it. As Hal sort of flips around through pages, you can see that he's getting increasingly excited, actually like looking through this and being just just oogling. And without really saying anything to anyone, he kind of like walks off, still looking at the book, and just goes to his room, <laughs> tripping over a stair in the process before finding it again because he hasn't taken his eyes off of the book. <laughs>
0: Looking at the other two still at the table, I say, that book is intended for a leader. A moment later, you hear a,
6: oh yeah, thanks, I almost, that's really, really cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you will lead us to great things.
1: <laughs> it's a symbol of faith in our Hal. In time, you all return to your rooms, warmed with the kindness from the people you care most about. And yet, in the back of your minds, you are all humbled with the reality that soon... You must attempt to do them all harm.
0: Well, that's it. The power's down. I guess we'll both be heading home now. Right you are, Warren. Then it's back to the grind, am I right? All work and no play. Quins for sins, huh? Dirk, you're acting weird. Like you're pretending to be someone you don't want to sit next to.
1: Well, my last best forever friend turned out to be a nasty man disguised as a very cool man. I'm running out of balls to swing at, Warren. I figure if you can't be with the friends you want, make do with the friends you can still make. So this is all just a strange act? Well, yeah. Trying to make you like me more. Less monkey and more business, am I right? I know you don't want to be my pal, but the Brad Dad didn't raise no quitters.
0: Dirk, listen. As much as I appreciate your attempts to win me over and satisfy my perhaps too harsh professionalism, you won't win anyone over being someone you're not. I'd rather work with an honest idiot than a bland lie. Crip crap
1: and crab apples. I thought that was a solid plan. Well, back to the idea wall. Oh yeah, uh, before I go, I got you this present for calibration. <laughs> you know, since you saved my life and killed me. Neither of which I want a repeat of. Oh, Dirk. Well, thank you. This is heavy for
0: such a small package. What is it? cufflinks? Wait, is this abstentium steel? Dirk, this is one of the heaviest and hardest to forge metals in the universe.
1: How did you get this? I asked the rock master at the rock shop what kind of fancy grown-up fittings an underground grown-up man like you would like. You know, dwarf stuff.
0: This couldn't have been cheap. I, I love them.
1: Yeah, well, why start paying my rent on time now, huh? Anyway, thanks again for everything. I'll see you after calibration, I guess.
0: Wait, Dirk. I got you a calibration gift as well. You've been through a lot lately. An envelope! I can use this to mail money to my dad. How'd you know? It's inside the envelope, Dirk. (laughs) Oh, right.
1: Let's see. One all day, all-you-can-touch, all-you-can-eat adult pass to Dr. Sugarnip Sweet Treats Cantasia? Get lost in the gumball ball pits, climb the licorice ropes, get blasted with hot fudge on the mudslide, edible jumpsuits! Oh my jeez! Oh my glory! Oh my gumdrops! There's
0: something else, too. Oh, what's this? Some kind of coupon? Yes, a coupon for Aura to revive you from the almost guaranteed diabetic coma you'll subject yourself to.
1: Oh, Rusty, I'm as happy as a kid thinking about a candy store. I'm not going to eat anything until I walk through the butterscotch gates of Dr. Sugarnip's paradise, and then everything the light touches will be sucked, licked, and nibbled. I could cry. Think nothing of it, Dirk, and thank you for the touching
0: gift. Anyway, we'd better get going. It's about to get cold out there. Stay safe, Dirk, and I'll see you on the other side. Yum. Nice. I can't wait to fuck y'all up. (laughs) I'm going to pull a lost special and make you cry. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh, please. I love it. Oh, who's doing outro? Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know who did it last. I I don't either. I have no recollection. I don't even remember our last recording, I don't think. Side note I'm wondering if we can consider
1: doing some baked in outro ads as Mm -hmm. a possible uh, revenue stream for us? I think it might be pretty cool because baked in outro isn't really usually a thing. And our outros are usually fun. They're very
0: fun. Yeah. This is a perfect place for like a good 15, 30 second filler.
1: Yeah. So if you absolutely hate that idea, jump into the discord and tell us about it. And if you absolutely love it, send us an email
0: and pay us money to talk about your thing. (laughs) Exactly.
2: (laughs) exactly. I'm just
0: going to roll a D6 starting with Zach at one. And if I roll a six, I'll re-roll. It's Michael. Hey. (laughs) My dice fucking
2: love rolling Michael. They do. (laughs) Welcome to the booth. Thank you for listening to this festive episode of the League of Ultimate Questing Battle Axis. Woo! Happy Calibration. Happy Calibration. I'm really gl- pleased with that name. <laughs> like, it's growing on me very quickly. Thank you, Dana. We're going to go around the table. We're going to start in the booth, the, the the commentary booth, with me, Michael Loving. Uh, I'm not currently sick, but my wife is, so in an abundance of caution, we have decided to put me in here. Uh, She doesn't have COVID. Nobody worry about that. It's just a head cold. This might be permanent too, though. So yeah, right. Yeah, it could be. (laughs) Yeah, we're just being cautious. What with the pandemic and all still going on, we don't want to get anyone sick. So I haven't been able to see anyone except through tiny cracks in the Shoji screen all game. I play Hal. You probably know that by now, and I'm going to pass this along before it takes too long. Before Zach has an aneurysm. Yes. (laughs) I'm Angela Kluig. I play Gaspar, the headless rogue with the Phantom subclass. I
5: am Dana Ebert I play Penelope Farthing Yeah, I've talked about Monsters of Myth But it just came out And I wrote mm. Desert's Ooh. Howl If you take a look through that book I wrote that entire section Including that killer stat block How long I did
2: it take it. you, Penny? Dana. Sorry, what was that? I said how long did it take you? I was waiting for you to say I wrote that entire section in two days Oh no, it, it much longer Good. Yeah. Buy
0: that book uh, <laughs> Buy it my name is Law. I uh, almost said Dungeon Master, and that's not true at all, but it will be soon, I think. Mm. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, my name is Law. I play Avos Isadora, witness of the Withering Acre, keeper of the Magic Mittens, and <laughs> creative director of Slapdash.
1: And I'm Zach Barkas, uh, technical director for Slapdash Studios and Dungeon Boy for this particular season. I also want to thank Sam Hediger, the editor, for editing this two-hour episode uh, which is probably going to boil down to about eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also want to thank Bree Golden for all of their hard work uh, making maps for us, though this time it looks like we'll be using a map made by law. In about 10, 10 minutes. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and give the play of the game yep. to Gaspar for hmm. choke uh, mastering that dog. And I really don't like the word choke master. Yeah, <laughs> right yeah, now. Yes,
7: trans-
0: yeah. I
5: kind of do. I'm kind of getting into it. It's very important that you never use those words in that way again. I'll choke master myself, but not a dog. I
0: can't think of anything more dominant than choking someone with your own spine.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Who do you guys want to give MVP to?
0: MVP, Delishwa? Okay.
5: We're trying to do. We're trying to do player characters now. Um, I want to respect that wish. We talked about that in the last chapter. Ah. Mm-hmm. I feel
0: like this is a special one though, because like it, you can't give up for just like one of the gift ideas because right. they're all really fun and
2: personal. I was going to say I would I would nominate Law for play of the game for guessing Dancering Machine before I had a chance to say it. <laughs> yeah. Oh right. yeah, that was, right.
5: that was really good. I did not pick up on that. I'm like, what is this called?
0: Oh, I was just waiting for it. I could tell in the way Michael's voice was like leading up to it that <laughs> yeah. he was just dropping the name
2: last. <laughs> A really stupid pun was coming and he he put two and two together to get there. Yeah.
5: For the record, the brand Remoraz is spelled R E M O R A Z. o
1: uh, Certainly. Yeah, we got to learn. We got to figure out how exactly we're going to do this because I thought we decided that I was going to do the, I, I assign the play of the game and then you guys pick the MVP, right? Or is it the other way around?
0: I think we were just saying more that the play of the game should be a strategy and the MVP mm, should be a person.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we'll figure it out over it's the next few Fast three and loose, episodes. baby.
1: Doesn't matter. Who's your MVP?
3: Penny for telling me I got to put the dog
5: down.
1: Yeah. It's pretty rocky.
3: Oh, no.
5: that's mm-hmm. <laughs> bad. <laughs> okay. Don't give me anything for convincing you to kill an animal. All right,
3: all right. Um, MVP goes to Diablos for making the uh, names that we draw out of the hat. There we go.
5: And if
1: it helps anybody out there, I know that some people all get really upset about the they killed the dog trope. These are
2: really bad animals. Like they're not yeah. good things. Yeah, they're not. very nasty.
1: Yep.
0: Nasty boy.
2: was kind of evil. Does, that, right. does that wrap up MVP and play of the game? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, then we're back to me for the rest of the outro. You should know by now, the LUQ.com, it's your hub for all of the stuff on Hub. It's where you find the Discord the socials, all of that. Uh, I probably should have mentioned and didn't during my thing, you should follow me on socials because Aram and I will be co DMing a Star Trek Adventures game sometime in the year 2022. Ooh, that sounds awesome and very nebulous. TBD. The future. Yeah. Well, I'm also having a second child in 2022. Woo! Uh, so if
1: Hal disappears for some reason, that's why. Right. Is so, that the
2: first time we've said that on air?
5: I believe it is actually the first time we've said it on air. Okay. Round for Michael. Congratulations. Woo,
2: baby!
3: Congratulations.
2: Yep. Making um, them big babies. My wife and I are having a little girl this time, so we'll have one of each. Wow. But yeah, so uh, 2022 is nebulous intentionally because I have no idea how much free time I will have as a father of two children instead of just one. Anyway, uh, wish me luck. All right. (laughs) (laughs)